Hey, Armadillo fans, Alice here. Before we start our seventh and final season of Muggles with Attitude, Jeff, Micah, and I wanted to make it clear that we condemn J.K. Rowling's hateful and ignorant remarks about trans people. We're going to finish the series as originally planned, but as a show of support to everyone who loves Harry Potter as much as we do, we're going to donate one month of our Patreon proceeds to the Human Rights Campaign. Trans women are women, trans men are men, and love is love is love, even for armadillos. We hope you enjoy. Muggles with Attitude is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Did you know that most armadillos are libertarians? In fact, Ayn Rand is an anagram for armadillo. Rand. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing what you can get out of those three lines. (laughs) For more armadillo facts and to find out how you can access episodes a day early, check us out at patreon.com slash armadillo podcasting club. Hello there, you're listening to Muggles with Attitude. We're reading J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter series of fantasy novels. I'm Alice Sullivan. I'm Jeff Lake. And I'm Michael Sparkman. And today we are starting Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, the final book in the Harry Potter series. Previously, Snape starts the book by making the wizardiest of pinky swears to help Malfoy, which turns out to be kind of a bad move on his part because Malfoy is the worst Death Eater. He spent the whole book fucking around with poison and cursed jewelry, getting a lot of the wrong kind of attention. Uh, Additionally, Snape becomes the new Defense Against the Dark Arts professor, so between those things, it puts him right at the top of Harry, the boy who does murders, Potter's hit list. (laughs) Does not look well for Snape. What they call him is the boy who lived, but a bunch of other people didn't. Uh, Harry, on the other hand, was getting special Voldemort lessons from Dumbledore and his pensieve. What his family was like, what his favorite snack was, who his first murders were, that kind of thing, you know? Harry also learns about Voldemort's horcruxes. These wizard soul catchers make someone practically immortal, and Voldemort had six of them. But apparently they've already knocked off two of them. The first one Harry destroyed in, like, book two, so I guess Voldemort probably should have done a better job hiding those things. Uh, there's a whole will-they-won't-they they subplot with Ron and Hermione where we all agree that Hermione definitely shouldn't, but probably will. And uh, near the end of the book, Dumbledore takes Harry on a scavenger hunt for Horcrux number three, because, you know, that's definitely the kind of field trip you should take a student on. The Horcrux wards are all things that give me all of your, like, give me all your blood, drink this bucket of poison, and Dumbledore, despite being the smartest wizard alive, is just like, well, guess I better give it all my blood. Guess I'm drinking this bucket of poison. <laughs> and so they, when they return to Hogwarts to find a super obvious trap, it's unsurprising that Dumbledore says, guess I better go hop into this obvious trap, too. Uh, so he's pretty weak from all that bleeding and poison drinking, and he doesn't have much wizard juice left for the Death Eater ambush that they set up. Uh, Malfoy chickens up, so Snape kills Dumbledore and escapes. Uh, Harry closes out the book by deciding to drop out of school to go hunt for Horcruxes. Uh, and that, oh yeah, and that Horcrux that Dumbledore died for was a fake, so Harry is getting to track down someone with the initials R.A.B., which is not really a whole lot to go on. Mm-hmm. It could be a lot of people, right? Like, uh, Ronald, Ronald Armadillo Beasley. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you blew it right open. <laughs> so Remember, well, one of the guys was like, his, he was something axe banger. Yeah. Which was pretty great. I know, it was my favorite. Yeah. Do you want us to nickname you axe banger? Uh, yeah. Micah Axbanger Sparkman. That kind of works. Because I bang axes. (laughs) what? (laughs) Well, let's start the way you always start when you read a book. 
By judging the cover. So we have uh, Harry breaking the fourth wall trying to grab his own name, but we all know you can never grab a name. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's the lesson of the books. Uh, he's kind of going through like a grunge phase here, you know? Like I remember when I dressed like this in high school, I think. The big baggy yeah. shirt, which baggy I guess is supposed to be a cloak. Yeah, what's that dangling around his neck? Some kind of, um, I don't know, like one of those little bags? A horcrux? Oh, yeah, probably. Mm. <laughs> like high schoolers have. They always wear horcrux around their neck. Just to be edgy. Chapter one, The Dark Lord Ascending. So we've got a secret evil wizard meetup. Yep. Dim lighting, somber mood. There's a muggle dangling from the invisible rope in the middle of the room. You know, pretty much what you'd expect. Yeah, right? Yeah. Meetup. So Voldemort's there and Draco and his parents. and um, This party is lame. It does seem a little lame, doesn't it? Everybody's like, just kind of quiet and scared. Yeah, like sitting around a, at a creepy table being scared. Like, you know, you join the Death Eaters because they have the cool parties, right? You want to be like <laughs> marching around juggling people up in the air and doing <laughs> death marks and stuff. Bunch yeah. of like naked people in like gold masks or something, you know? Right, yeah, yeah. Mm. But no. Yeah, you don't, you don't know what you're screwing, but you know it's evil. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we get a lot of intel from the Death Eaters. Um, apparently they've kind of infiltrated a whole bunch of different places. But Snape tells Voldemort that they're going to be moving Harry Potter from Privet Drive. Um, and then there's a there's a disagreement, though. And this is, like, I, I laughed right off the bat. Because, oh, how, how do I describe this? Anyway, I laughed right off the bat. Because Yaxley, one of the Death Eaters, says, well, Dawlish said it was a different day. And Dawlish was that guy who kept getting confunded and stuff. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, like, Dawlish, really? Yeah, he <laughs> says, no doubt a confundus charm has been placed on Dawlish. It would not be the first time he is known to be susceptible. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that that was him. Yeah, Dumbledore d- confunded him like three fucking times. Dumbledore <laughs> really broke that guy. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> He like he randomly like transposes words now. Yeah. <laughs> he forgot the word for potato. Yeah. <laughs> he's guarding empty rooms and stuff. Like eh, nobody tell him. He's he's happy. <laughs> okay, Dodge. He's like humming to himself. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's got a good life. But anyway, they decide that they know Harry Potter is gonna be moved um, when he turns seventeen and he no longer has the protection of his family. So they figure they better get him while he's traveling. Right after that happens. Yeah, so Voldemort's super excited about learning where they're going, but he's and he wants to kill. Uh, uh, he wants to kill Harry, obviously, but he's not going to kill him with his wand because he doesn't want to get you know Harry's nasty boy juice on it. Mm-hmm. But uh, so he uses what? No, no. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> so he uses Malfoy's wand instead, and Malfoy's like, "Really? <laughs> Do you have to? I mean, you know." That's weird. Like it seems weird. Like borrowing somebody else's wand. Like I know they said it's like it's a very personal thing. Yeah. Like, well, like when somebody like borrows borrowing... your phone, you know, that always yeah. makes me uncomfortable. Oh really? I'd yeah. Sort of like borrowing their toilet seat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> well, I mean, if you need a toilet they've, seat, they've you know, done some what studies. Of, you know, what's on phones? Yeah. So you know, did yeah, you know that true. your the toilet seat is actually cleaner than your phone? I don't think that's true. <laughs> Probably not. Well, I mean, yours maybe. <laughs> Yeah, my butt is immaculate. Thank you very much. <laughs> my butt cleans everything it touches. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, the, the Death Eaters are doing really well for themselves. Yaxley has put the Imperious Curse on the head of the Department of Magical Law Enforcement. Yeah, which is which, a pretty big deal. Yeah, that's that's the head of the Orders, right? Yeah, I, I thought yeah. you had to kind of maintain the Imperious Curse. I think I think there's somebody in there who's doing that because oh. they say that they've really infiltrated the ministry in a bunch of different places. Yeah, I've actually wondered about that. Like, 
and, and and maybe it's one of those things that you want you don't want to pull that thread too hard because it, the logic yeah. doesn't work out very well. But uh, the imperious curse seems to allow you to control somebody to the degree that they're like they look like they're a person doing a thing. Like you can't tell, right? Yeah. yeah. Which means it would probably require full time concentration. So that's what I thought. Whereas imperious cursing somebody is sitting somebody somewhere in a dark room, like puppet mastering them. I assume they can't be doing other things. So yeah. I wonder. Yeah, I don't know. I think they, I, and and something that they talk about here is converting somebody, like using that to convert other people. So can you imperious someone to imperious someone else? Probably. Right. Yeah. Maybe the maybe everybody in the whole book has been imperious. It's just a long chain of imperiousing. <laughs> so you just like and they're only fighting because it's like telephone where they the one at the end gets the wrong orders. Then there's just like a room with a bunch of people sitting in it because like eventually you have to imperious the person you imperious who's now imperiousing someone else. You need to have them sit down because they're imperiousing someone else while you're, you know, it's like a... Yeah, right. You can yeah. only control one person at a time, more or less, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, but, but then you loop, uh, you loop because the last imperious person, imperious is the first imperious person, and then everybody's imperious all the way around. Wait, what happens if somebody who's imperious gets imperious? Uh, inception, right? Imperiousception. Oh, do you take... Yeah, I guess you would take control of their... See, like I said, maybe we shouldn't pull this thread. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Either way, yeah, they're, they're, they're definitely infiltrating the ministry, uh, and yeah, so while they like, don't completely have it under control, they have a lot of it. They do. Luckily, Rufus Scrimgower, who we've all agreed we like, is seems like he's managing to stay away from that. Yeah, so far. Yeah, so far. But it sounds like they're trying, that, that he's definitely on the list, because they're talking about wanting to get him... Well, along. yeah, he's the Minister of Magic. That'd be, like, the ultimate, right? That's true. Yeah. But Harry's gonna have to when he when he leaves Privet Drive. He's gonna have to travel in the open because Death Eaters in the Ministry are watching the Flu Network, and somehow they are they can know if he's like apparating or not. Yeah, so. I th- I think there's uh, it, it sounds like they're those things are all regulated, and they have control of the regulating bodies. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Bellatrix is there, and we find out that her niece, who is Tonks, has married Lupin. So that's nice. Oh, I mean, yeah. you know, it's still a little weird, but that's fine. You know. Why is he weird? He's a werewolf. <laughs> that Whoa. is werewolf. We don't have room for that. Yeah. Just I mean he's Come you know on. inclusion. All, all the hair. I mean, you don't have to be a werewolf to be extremely hairy. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. I noticed that Bellatrix is the only happy Death Eater. Yeah. Right? Yeah. She does seem like she has a great time though. Right? She loves it. She's into all this stuff. Yeah. Right? Well, she's 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 into Voldemort. Oh yeah. Yeah, real into. And he's not really into her, you know. Like that we can I, tell. Well, he's not like capable of love or some shit like that. Yeah, but so. I mean, like I'm not talking about love. <laughs> I mean, we we don't know. He could be taking her, you know. That's true. It's yeah. a little bit of wand action. Yeah. yeah. He could be showing her his Patronus. <laughs> <laughs> his Patronus is a snake. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty obvious. <laughs> But we, fi- we finally, at the end of the chapter, learn who the unconscious woman is. Her name is Charity Burbage, and she taught muggle studies at Hogwarts and was very pro-muggle. Yeah, and, so the, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure killing professors is against the Hogwarts rules, but that's never stopped Harry. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> they really ought to have a muggle teach muggle studies. Like, it's a little bit... Yeah, I know. Something, right? Yeah. Yeah, what, is it, what would you call it? Appropriation? It's a bit appropriative. Of? I mean... Yeah. Well, the thing is, she could be muggle-born, in which case she would be well-qualified to teach that. Yeah, it's true. It's yeah. just, you know, there's plenty of muggles around, I'm sure, that would love to teach this school in exchange for, you know, 
cure for cancer. Yeah, right. But Jeff, muggles aren't allowed in Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah, come Everyone on. knows that. They barely let squibs, they let one squib in there. <laughs> right, yeah, and he sucks. <laughs> but anyway, um, Voldemort pulls a Harry and murders her, and she's eaten by the snake. Yeah. I mean, you know, waste not, want not, right? Yeah, right? Yeah, that snake didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. That snake, didn't that snake murder... Ron Weasley's dad or something? No, that, he's he still alive. Yeah, he just kind of bit him a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, a few times. Also, what do you think? I mean, that's didn't that snake Snake's murder that old guy in that house that time? Yeah, but that guy was a jerk. No, no, no. I don't think the snake murdered him. I think the snake just ate him. <laughs> Look, oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Voldemort. Okay. Human, you know, there's like snake meat. You know, I try and keep him open, an open mind, <laughs> but I draw the line at, at snakes that eat people. <laughs> what, if they, not what, what if they're dead people? They're already dead. Yeah. Well, this, this person was alive just a second ago, right? <laughs> Yeah, but she's not anymore. I'm only okay with snakes that eat people that died at the end of a long, happy life and then went off peacefully. Well, we don't know. I mean, she could have, we don't know how old she was. And Did, didn't she scream? Yeah, but it's painless, though. <laughs> Is it? About, About a cadaver? Yeah, it's how would you know? instantaneous and painless. Literally, how would anybody know? <laughs> Harry would know. Uh, wait, but he hasn't been ever cadaver, right? Yeah, yeah he that's, has. That's how he got the scar. Yeah. But it Jeff, bounced off. He's the books. only one who survived it. It bounced off his mom's love, which was apparently on his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Chapter two, In Memoriam. Harry is preparing for his trip to go find the Horcruxes. <laughs> and he's lamenting the fact that he still doesn't know how to cure wounds. Yeah, right. <laughs> we should learn how to do that. Yeah, I know. Hunt this evil wizard. If only you'd spent, I don't know, six years at a school that teaches that kind of thing, <laughs> Harry. Even though you, like, what, what would you have learned that in? Like, what subject would that I have been? I guess they never brought it up, but I mean, Madame Pomfrey teach I think that would be or? like charms, wouldn't it, when charms be No, because charms are performed on a non, on a non, a non um, uh, living thing, are aren't they? they? Oh. Maybe they just assume that at this school, all the kids are going to learn that eventually. Oh, wait, no, 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 because no, cheering charms, never mind. You can't perform charms on people. I don't know. I, th- I think it would and be... And potions uh, would probably have that, but, you know, Harry never fucking thing. listened to that. Yes. Shit, so. <laughs> I mean, for all you know, Snape taught them on the first day of class at it. You know, cure all wounds with like, magic potions. He's like, this is one that everyone's going to want, going to, want to know. If you yeah. cut your finger on a piece of yeah. glass in the bottom of your trunk. Yeah. <laughs> It's not Mr. Potter. Your douchebag dad never learned this. (laughs) Well, it's because Harry wasn't friends with Hermione yet, so he didn't get that later. Get that info later. Yeah. Anyway. But he's kind of going through all all the various junk he has while he's cleaning up, figuring out what he's bringing with him. And he reads an obituary of Dumbledore by a guy named Alpheus Doge. It was very sweet. Yeah, this is really nice, actually. I I, I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. No? No, what? I mean, my eyes roll. Yeah, which part of it? The it, ending was so sweet. It was a, well, the whole thing was a hagiography, right? Uh-huh. Like, they, they said nothing bad about Dumbledore, even sure. though Dumbledore has been alive for like 120 years. It's there an obituary. Like, what are you going to do? Like, fuck that guy. Well, <laughs> you could be a little bit more, I don't know, more realistic. Like, I didn't find it believable at all. Uh-huh. <laughs> because it's too 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 nice. Because too nice. Well, okay. He should be there to bury him. I think it's him, accurate. I, I'm really rolling my eyes at Dumbledore just being the most awesome, perfect guy ever, ever, ever. Uh-huh. But is he? I mean, then how would you feel about Rita Skeeter's call? Yeah, right. I liked it. I know. <laughs> it was you like did. finally someone's getting to the truth. Yeah. Way to go, Rita Skeeter. But we so we found out a few things from this obituary. His father had a tuck. And had attacked some muggles and died in Azkaban. Um, we had already heard about his brother Aberforth before, who he wasn't very close to. 
And then we found out his mom died and his sister died, like, really shortly after each other. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is very sad. But, yeah, and then we get the Rita, Rita Skeeter yeah, story. I thought shit. that was sketchy. Like, what, wait, wait, whoa, 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 what's the story there? That's got to be something there. But this original article is like, oh, it was just, you know, an accident. But mm-hmm. Dumbledore's perfect. Yeah. Do you think he killed him? I think it's certain that he's killed everybody that has died <laughs> in uh-huh. this book so far. Not just in his family, but ever. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Dumbledore murdered everyone. I mean, it's just, it's just suspicious, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think Dumbledore killed Quirrell? No, Harry Potter killed Quirrell. Although Dumbledore, like, indirectly killed him. But <laughs> by pointing Harry Potter. By pointing Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> There's kind of a nice moment here where... Um, Harry's talking about, like, it felt, it had a very genuine feel to it where Harry's thinking about um, how he kind of regrets these lost opportunities. When he's reading this column, he's like, he realizes how he didn't really know Dumbledore's life at all, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. This kind of interesting feeling, like, it, it felt felt pretty real, you know, that, that yeah. idea. Yeah, it reminded me of my grandfather. Aww. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, that's that's the thing, right? Like, you, you, they come, you come into someone's life when they're older and they, they have all these experiences, right? Like, like... Is your is your kid gonna know what you were like in high school? I don't know. Probably no, not, right? No, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> it's kind of an interesting thing to think about. And Harry's, you know, having having some reflective moments here. Yeah, he is. Um, but Rita Skeeter has written a book about Dumbledore. A really long book. Yes. yes. Nine hundred pages. I am looking forward to getting excerpts of that, which I'm sure we will. I hope so. That's going to yeah. be a bestseller. I'd buy it. I know you would. I know. Rita Skeeter's... I mean, she's an entertaining writer. Like, you can't, you can't mm-hmm. yeah. lie about that. Um, and, yeah, it ends with Harry thinking he sees something blue in Sirius's mirror because he still has, like, a shard of it. The mirror oh. that he should have fucking used from this, the beginning so Sirius wouldn't have died. This was so frustrating because, like... Know. First of all, yeah, the stupid mirror that he didn't use, just forgot about. And then, like... He sees something weird happening in this magical shard of mirror. Eh, probably nothing. Toss it in the, the chest again. Come on, Harry. He, he, he kept it. He took it with him, didn't he? he yeah, he like, didn't he like put it in a little pouch or something? Like, I think he, he wrapped it up and took it with him. He didn't yeah. throw it away, but he, he yeah. packed it again. He didn't yeah. You yeah, know, follow up on whatever the hell's going on with the true. Well, I mean, that's the Harry Potter way, right? Like, things <laughs> like, just like, kind of happen. Just, <laughs> is he going to investigate? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, right. He'll show to Hermione later, maybe, if he remembers. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he's got a lot on his mind, you know. I Alice guess he and does. Stuff. Mm-hmm. Quidditch. <laughs> You're right. Well, not anymore. Oh uh, yeah. Chapter three: The Dursleys departing. The Dursleys have to go into hiding with the Aurors because they. It is suspected that Voldemort will go after them if he if he gets the chance. It's interesting that this is like. This feels a little bit like the. So we've talked about the formula of the start of the Harry Potter books up to, up till now. And it tends to be like Harry at the Dursley's house doing a thing, whatever, mm-hmm. and getting ready to go to Hogwarts. But the tone here is is so different. You know, it's really yeah. interesting because it's like that same, almost that same formula. There's a chapter with like a little bit of a stinger, and then there's like a chapter with Harry Potter and the Dursleys. Right. But this time, it's like this this idea that they're saying goodbye, and that uh, they're you can you can see the difference in how they respond to him. Right. You know. Yeah, I, I, I really felt for their family in this case. Like, they never wanted this kid. They didn't like this kid. And now they, like, they're, you know, he's losing. Mr. Dursley can't go to his job anymore. And, like, who knows what they're going to have to do. Mm-hmm. And Harry just doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> right. He really doesn't care. Like, I don't remember because it's been a little while since I read these. But 
I don't know if the Dursleys are literally ever mentioned ever again. Uh, I don't think they are. I assume that the Order of the Phoenix just took them and got rid of them, right? I mean... Tied up the loose end. could have. You know know how you can keep them from being used against Harry Potter? (laughs) Sing them to the bottom of the ocean. (laughs) That's right. And the Dursleys were never heard from again. Which means they were never used against Harry Potter again. But even... I, I would also say that in the description of these characters... Uh, again, it shows that J.K. Rowling really hates muggles. Yeah. And it, I, it occurred to me that she is like kind of a Death Eater, right? Uh-huh. Because she hates muggles so much. <laughs> uh-huh. Just some of them. You know, the wrong kind of muggles. <laughs> what were, yeah. What, yeah, who are the good muggles? Uh, Hermione? She's not a muggle. Well, her family. They who never show up? Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, the, the 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 super nice muggle that we met from the beginning turns out not to be a muggle, but a squib. That was a squib. Harry's neighbor. Yeah, Mrs. Fig. But yes, you're right. Like they are stone cold cruel about like Dudley. It's like Dudley struggled to have a thought. Like it was so mean the way yeah. they describe him. But and he was Dudley, actually like yeah, Dudley is like for the first time ever being nice. Yeah, like, doing his best. Yeah, he says, "I don't think you're a waste of space," which is like a really big deal considering their seventeen-year-long relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It is. I, I I was a little moved by it though when they say goodbye and Dudley says something kind to Harry before they go. So, um, so I gotta, I gotta, I gotta say, they're talking about these things that are happening, right? Like, oh, there's these hurricanes and these like terrible fires and people are dying and disappearing. And I was just like, murder hornets? No, <laughs> is Voldemort back in real life? Yes. <laughs> Guys, it up. are we the Muggles? Yeah. <laughs> is Voldemort back? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, dude. 20, 2020, Voldemort returns. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. So it's not actually COVID, it's just like Dementors yeah, coming in, sucking out your breath. That's what they do, uh-huh, right? Yeah. They do big ga- oh gasping God. wheezes. Yeah. Yeah. It's Dementors, man. Yeah. 200,000. Not to, not to make light of a truly horrific situation, yeah. but yeah, kind of the end of the world. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Moving on. So anyway, the Dursleys leave with um, a couple members of the Order, and I hope that it works out well for them. I wish everybody involved well. Daedalus and Hestia, which are like an interesting pair of names, right? Mm-hmm. Both like kind of Greek-ish names, aren't they? Yeah, Daedalus. Yeah. Wasn't he Icarus's like... He's the famous inventor. Inventor. Yeah. She does choose some great names. And Hestia, the goddess of the hearth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I would enjoy watching that, though. I kind of wish that the camera would have followed them. I think that would have been fun to see how that worked out for them. Oh, yeah, definitely. Daedalus Diggle is, like, kind of a comical character, right? Yeah. He's, like, this, you know, kind of smaller guy <laughs> with a squeaky voice and, like, an outrageous outfit. Please yeah. meet you, Harry. Hey, Harry. Chapter 4, The Seven Potters. So a bunch of the order shows up at the house, and at least they know Pious Thickness is imperious. Like, I don't know how they know, but that's good that they know. I guess they, there's no way for them to, like, reverse the Imperious spell once it's been placed. Mm-hmm. I was curious about that. There's this kind of... Before that, though, there's this kind of weird moment because Harry's, like, leaving his house. And he's, like, taking a stroll down memory lane. And he's just like, oh, yes, here's where I was hor- horribly abused for the first 11 years of my life. He's, like, yeah. looking at his, like, closet. Like, huh, yeah, those are good times. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it seems a lot smaller now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just of the whole entire house. This place is horrible. Yeah. 
Oh man, the, oh that annoyed me though because they were like the the you know, the the order shows up and before they leave the house, I think it's Mad Eye is like, oh don't bother locking the doors, that won't keep the Death Eaters out. And I was like, yeah, but like it could keep out like neighbors or <laughs> raccoons. <laughs> like how pissed off would you be if you came home, you know, and like somebody just hadn't even bothered to lock your doors. <laughs> I mean, the Dursleys might not be coming home now. <laughs> yeah, I mean I. I kind of think uh, Daedalus and, and Hestia got him like one block over. And then, <laughs> 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 Kedavra. <laughs> or just turn him into, you know, something. Turn him into something small, right? Frogs. Yeah, or, yeah. Okay. sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> feeling snappy I don't know yeah they're like oh you have to quit your job for safety reasons yep tell them you're moving yeah right and yeah. I mean, he's Dadless Diggle he, he's the order of the phoenix is cleaner right? <laughs> he makes little problems go away <laughs> Diggle the digger he digs holes and puts the problems in him <laughs> there's no more problem uh, so yeah they're, they're, they're and then playing. Hestia burns them oh yeah absolutely okay yeah, it's in the name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, their plan is to um, turn everyone into decoy Harry Potters. Yes. Which is brilliant because that way there's only a one in seven chance that they kill Harry and not some worthless friend or family member. Yeah, right? <laughs> I, I have always had a, such a problem with this. Like, why did they not just turn Harry into literally any other person anywhere ever? Yeah. yeah. So dumb. Well, then they would. Uh... Just kill all the people that come out, which is exactly what happens. Yeah. Yeah, is it better to have them all be Harry Potter or have them all be not anyone that Well, they... wouldn't it be better to have uh, 14 Harry Potters than 7 Harry Potters? Harry Potters? Yeah, sure. But anyway, yeah, so they make 7 or 6 deep coy Harry Potters and they pair them up with other members and they leave Privet Drive okay. and it's immediately a trap. So uh, Hermione mentions that the, the eyesight is bad when she yeah. turns into Harry Potter. Yeah. yeah. So it gives her bad eyes. Uh-huh. Does it give them the scar? Probably, right? Well, Does the scar protect them against Voldemort? <laughs> Ooh, oh, like, that's an interesting They should have all question. been Harry Potter. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, all the time. I feel like they should be looking into this anti-Voldemort technology more <laughs> yeah. than they are. Yeah, that's a good point. But it, it's just weird the, the way it works. Like it, it copies them, it copies their eye, their eyeballs. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it doesn't copy the thoughts in their brain. Right. Or whatever. Yeah. Because yeah. they stay, they keep their own personality. I just felt so bad for Harry because he's like, oh, they're just taking, like, they were all disrobing and jumping <laughs> into his clothes. He's like, come on, guys, it's my body. Like, come on. <laughs> so now literally all of them know what Harry's dick looks like. <laughs> I assume it is strip all like, the way down, this, right? This is like, Harry Potter. Come on, tell me. Come These on, people have be all honest. been in school with Harry Potter for years. They know what his dick looks like. I mean, not not all of them. Not all of them were his classmates. There was like Fleur and. Um, oh, she knows what his dick looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, though. Like, seriously, if you were turned, if you know, if you use Polyjuice Potion and turn into another guy, what's, like, the first thing you would do? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Obviously. I mean, wouldn't you? you, you <laughs> no, I totally would. Yeah, yeah. You check the block and tackle, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> check the maybe, block. maybe take it, just maybe take it for a quick drive. Quick <laughs> yeah. drive. You see how it goes. So oh, just get the God. parameters, right? See what you're working with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, was Ron one of the ones who was changed? Yeah. Yeah. Ron and Hermione. Mm. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's why they were late, I'm sure. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that's what it's like for my sister. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm saying you would want to turn into your little sister's boyfriend. That'd be weird. Yeah, that'd be pretty weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and her um, body's like, yep, I made the right choice. <laughs> <laughs> or is she? <laughs> I assume, right? I mean, why else would she have done that? <laughs> <laughs> Ron's like, oh, so that was what it was all about, huh? <laughs> all right. <It's> fine. <laughs> anyway. It goes, anyway, it all goes about as well as you expect, Yeah, right. right. They leave. They're immediately surrounded. Chaos, Hedwig, explosions. Hedwig is killed. I know. They kill yeah. Hedwig, off, like, Hedwig off almost immediately. Yeah. Then I guess, then I guess Harry blows her up? Um, he, her cage is still in the, like, sidecar. He's riding the motorcycle in the sidecar, and the sidecar comes apart, and Hedwig's cage is still in there, and he just blows that whole thing up to try to stop some of the Death Eaters who are following him and Hagrid. Yeah, it's con- Confringus, I think. Or yeah, like that, which yeah. I've never heard before. He he blows up Hedwig. Confringo. So now we know how long owls live. <laughs> <laughs> A little over six books. <laughs> well, at least owls that belong to Harry Potter. Right. I mean, she was an old lady for for somebody who exists around Harry Potter. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That is true. The whole thing's pretty metal, though, you know? Mm-hmm. Getting killed by a curse and blown up by yeah, Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the Death Eaters that's attacking Harry is Stan Shunpike, who we remember being um, one of the people who was unfairly imprisoned at Azkaban, and Harry was really pissed off about yeah. that. unfairly. Well, anyway, so he's imperious, so Harry yeah. uses Expelliarmus, and immediately the Death Eaters are like, it's Harry Potter, and they disappear. Yeah. Because Harry's the only one who would use that when the people were trying to murder him. <laughs> yeah. And then, so yeah, so, so Voldemort comes after him, right? Yeah, Voldemort's like all flying, like a bat or snake or flying snake. Is that a thing? <laughs> a flying snake? It is a thing. I yeah. mean, sort of. I mean, not, not this high. Not actually flying up in the sky <laughs> yeah. and chasing people it around in the sky. It's a snake in a, on a plane. Oh, that's a good point. Unless yeah. they're on a plane, then they yeah, fly pretty high. Yeah, I'm pretty sure remember in snakes on a plane, there was a point when some snakes were sucked out of the plane window. And started right. flying. And this yeah. is probably what happened. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> now, have you seen the flying snakes? They're really cool. They like, they flatten themselves out and they like sort of slither in the air and they're like flying squirrels. They go, <laughs> yeah, this, this is true. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. There's a, they, they, they just fly about really, it. But, but anyway, Voldemort can fly like a snake. Yeah. <laughs> He appears in the sky, and Hagrid and Harry fall. Yeah. Uh, but Voldemort fails, yet again, to kill a half-trained wizard child. Yeah. Yep. What's the deal with, like, he's, like, he's got a, a pretty bad rep, but so far I am not super impressed with Voldemort. No, I wouldn't be either. Well, this yeah. seems like a lucky shot on Harry's part, right? He was just blasting wildly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you'd say that, but, like, it happened, it's happened so many times. Like, how many times can you call it a lucky shot, you know? Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. I think Voldemort just sucks. Yeah. It's certainly uh, not Harry no, being confident. Uh, if Harry Potter's dead, then Voldemort would have to start delivering on his promises to all of the Death Eaters. Oh, that's a good right? point. Harry Potter is his stalking horse. Like, he needs Harry Potter to be mm-hmm. out there to rally the troops against. <laughs> he could have picked a better stalking horse than Harry Potter, right? He, like, the... Harry had a lot of good omens going for him. We really thought, everybody thought he was going to be way more awesome than he is. <laughs> but now Voldemort is like locked in and like, it would look like Cedric Diggory was going to be his nemesis. That would have been way better. But then he just like, Nick. Yeah. It would have been better if, if Harry had turned out to be like a stronger wizard, you know? Right, yeah. So now Voldemort's having to kind of build him up like, oh man, he got me again. That guy must be really powerful. <laughs> like, Boss, isn't that the guy that only uses Expelliarmus in every fight? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, you know, I, I have to say, like, the fact that Harry Potter's signature move is Expelliarmus 
it's a little bit like having your signature dish be like a microwave hot pocket, right? Like this is like a training wheel spell, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like that's a signature move, huh? Well, it's like uh, you know, it, it surprises people, right? <laughs> Every time somebody does it, they're like they're not expecting somebody to do like the dumbest move. <laughs> If you go to like a fancy restaurant, they're like, would you like the chef special? And you're like, sure. And they bring you like a grilled cheese sandwich. You're like, that is surprising. <laughs> yeah, that is what I expected at all. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Can we digress? Uh, chapter five, Fallen Warrior. <laughs> Thankfully, they land in Tonks' parents' garden, which is exactly where they were trying to go. I got to say, okay, so when Harry's doing this wizard fight, he... He bonks his teeth, right, and knocks a tooth out, right? Yeah. So I was kind of, like, thinking about how Harry was going to look a little goofy for the rest of the book. But they just regrow the damn thing, and all I could think was, like, fuck wizards for not sharing their medical technology. (laughs) They can regrow teeth like it's nothing, you know? Like, Uh man. Yeah. They didn't even have to go to the wizard doctor. This is just a thing you can do at home. Yeah. It's like a Band-Aid. Yeah. Probably, like, wizard kids knock each other's teeth out for fun. (laughs) (laughs) Do me next. Yeah. Look at me. I'm a muggle. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but seriously regrow my tooth <laughs> I don't look like a stupid mogul <laughs> so they go to Tonks' house Tonks' parents kind of fix him up and then they take the portkey over to the burrow and no one else has arrived yet mm-hmm. yeah which I, I think there were what three groups that were supposed to lead them yeah, yeah they were supposed to be there before them um, but eventually Lupin and George show up and Snape apparently somehow zorched George's ear like right off. He just severed it right off his head. Yeah. Sectum Sempra, the yeah. half-blood prince. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> half-blood prince. Beat <laughs> <laughs> me to it. <laughs> Which is what Snape says every time you see it now. I'm <laughs> 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 half-blood prince. And he said the weirdest thing right before he cut off my ear. <laughs> but I couldn't hear it because of the ear thing. <laughs> But the others gradually return. Sorry. <laughs> That's every time Dave shows up. It's me, the half-blood prince. <laughs> Shut up, Severus. <laughs> it's a fucking faculty meeting. Shut up. Uh, I, I, so, so George loses his ear, and I, I love the twins' reaction to it, right? Yeah. Like, like uh, he, 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 he comes to me, it's like, they're like, how are you feeling? He's like, I'm feeling saint-like. And, and Fred is like, oh my god, something's wrong with him. He's like, because I'm holy. Get it? <laughs> and Fred's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you had yeah. so many ear-based jokes and you went with holy dude. Come on, man. We're better than this. I, I think just that's a pretty solid pun considering it's, what just happened. It was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, he could do better. Yeah. I mean, for, for a first draft, it's all right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, I guess he has the rest of his life to, you know, make figure out jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. ear-related jokes. Yeah. But everybody gets back except Mad-Eye Moody, who is dead, and Mundungus, who's with him, has fled. So, poor Mad-Eye. You know, yeah. I would have felt sadder if we'd actually gotten to know him, and it wasn't some dude pretending to be him for a whole time. I was going to say, like, of the people who could have died, he's got a little stakes. I mean, like, no, he's cool. Like, I, I don't want to hang out with a dude. But, I like, don't know, like... The times he's been there, when he's actually been Mad-Eye Moody and not that other guy... He's awesome. He's... No, I was going to say he's kind of a dick. He's a downer. He's a little bit like... Yeah, yeah he's kind of paranoid like... And... Paranoid and he's not very effective. Like, he always gets taken out. Like, you know, he was supposed to be there to protect Harry and he got put in a box all semester. <sighs> and then here, he's there to protect Harry and he goes and he just gets killed immediately. Like, mm. he kind of sucks. Mm. 
You know, he's he's uh, he might be past his wizard prime. Well, I mean, well, he is no, now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, but other people who could have died, you know, he's not the worst, I guess. In fact, okay, let's it be more about this. It should have been George or Fred. Yeah, because well, you got a spare. <laughs> oh, harsh. Okay, but he like, he loves each other. Okay, but like, he's got a point. Are they ever characterized as anything other than the twins? How would you differentiate them between... No, no, tell not me about the personalities. Well, not including the ear. How would you differentiate <laughs> Right, right, right. Before he lost the ear, if you were to differentiate between them, how would you identify the difference in their personality? Um, George asks Angelina out, so he's probably the more, like, forward one. That was cool. All right, yeah. yeah that was pretty okay. bothering when he did that. But yeah, like they're really close. I don't know. I, I have no experience with being a twin. I, I My impression is that twins... Uh, to, and, and I'm not a twin, but of the twins I've known, they, they somewhat resent the idea of being like treated as the same person. And I mm-hmm. feel like Fred and George are sort of treated as the same person. Well, I wonder if that's kind of an immaturity thing too, you know? Like, because eventually, like, you know, they go away to different colleges so they can be their own people, but that hasn't really been the case here. Yeah, true. Like, that never happened with Fred and George. Yeah. Hmm. But speaking of magic, Harry is very confused because his wand apparently just acted of its own accord when it found Voldemort and shot some random spell at him that Harry doesn't even recognize. You know, this is interesting. I feel like this explains a whole lot, right? Like, Harry is a barely competent wizard who keeps coming out on top. Mm -hmm. If his wand is magically casting spells for him, this would explain a whole lot, right? You guys, you guys, you guys. The wand is Dumbledore. <laughs> Dumbledore, Dumbledore's spirit got bonded to his wand it in the moment of his death. makes perfect sense. No, Dumbledore is literally the wand. Uh, he, trans- he, he always was. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the thing we knew was Dumbledore was just a projection of Harry Potter's wand, which is Dumbledore. <laughs> exactly, right? Did we ever see Harry Potter's wand and Dumbledore in the same place? No, yes. he always had in his pocket. <laughs> no, that's not true. There was, when they were, yeah. In the you, last book, when Dumbledore was like, wands out, Harry. Oh. Did he... Okay. But did he ever touch Dumbledore at that moment, like, to make sure he was solid, not just an <laughs> illusory like, projection? Was Harry Potter looking at Dumbledore when he said that? <laughs> did that voice have been coming from his pocket? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You guys blew wide open. By joke, we cracked it. What's that, Dumbledore? He takes out his wand. Thank you. I couldn't breathe in there. I mean, nothing that I just said. I'm just fine. It's so dumb. <laughs> well, I mean, if you re- rearrange the letters in Albus Dumbledore, you it's... get I am Harry Potter's mom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and a Delta lover. <laughs> uh, well, so Harry Potter got his wand from... Ollivander. Ollivander, right? A million years ago. Yeah. And it was like... Like, you magically find the wand that goes with you, right? Yeah. Right. Or that, that Ollivander thinks you can afford based on his background. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, somehow Harry ended up with this wand that cast spells for him. Dumbledore. Yeah. Didn't this wand used to belong to Tom No. The, it has at its core a phoenix feather, which was given by Fox the phoenix. Mm-hmm. And the only other feather Fox that were donated was the one that went... For the one that went to Voldemort slash Tom Riddle, oh, okay. so they shared they shared a, a, a donator, and therefore the the feather has right, yeah. But but that shouldn't be the reason that this happened also here because this was Lucius's wand, right? Yeah. So it doesn't make any sense. And Harry has a vision of Voldemort torturing Ollivander, who also has no idea why Harry's wand did that. Hmm. 
And apparently he destroyed uh, Lucius Malfoy's wand. Mm. Suck on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Suck on that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, no. I, I was going to say, maybe we should start feeling bad for Lucius, but I, I don't no. feel bad for no, Lucius. Yeah. He's yeah. evil. He, 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 deserves, he deserves worse. Yeah. He tried to kill an 11-year-old with a haunted... Uh, diary when <laughs> at the very beginning of that's true yeah well t- while shit talking her dad to her that's right yeah. yeah oh man what a douchebag he is all right well that's it for this week's episode next week we're going to be reading chapters six through nine of harry potter and the deathly hallows the seventh and final book in the harry potter series i am alice sullivan that's at alice m sullivan on twitter and blue bonnet cafe on instagram I'm Jeff Lake. That's at Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter. I'm Michael Sparkman. I still don't have one of those. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at mwapodcast.com. We love hearing from you. And if you have a question for us, we might even discuss it on air. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this, especially on iTunes. Please um, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash armadillo podcasting club. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time. Finite Finite Podcast. Podcast.